0: Shock Sports Radio starts now. If Jason Tatum did not miss nine games, Jason Tatum would have been a number one pick in this draft. This guy had the knack, the ability to create his own shot. I I think Pritchard was asking too much. Danny wasn't willing to give up. And that's just the way it goes. As a GM, your responsibility is to get the best offer out there. Yeah, that's my point though. I think he's trying to, you know, look at his career as a whole and say, I don't want to go 3 and 9. Welcome to week 39, count it, week 39 of Shark Sports Radio. Alongside of me is nobody, and it's yours truly, Marco Jr., a.k.a. Shark, right here in the Ocean State. Appreciate all of you taking a dive into the tank tonight. As always, you can tune in using your Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and or Spotify app. And as a reminder, you can check us out on Twitter at SSR2019 underscore. And it's always on Facebook at the Shark Sports radio page. It's been some time since we last spoke here on the airwaves while I'm talking to myself here. A lot has happened, including getting a house, bringing a dog into the family, and managing a pool. Yes, I told my soon-to-be wife I'd rather manage a pool than cut a huge yard. So, we got an agreement. We get the pool, small yard. Now that things have settled, I'm getting married. Jokes aside, uh, we got a lot of chum in the waters uh, to talk about. Consisting the Boston Celtics looking to team up with Jason Tano, with Kevin Durant. Uh, The NFL parody has become relevant throughout this offseason. To get into the Celtics, there's been a report by Sham Sharania of Stadium. Uh, He has reported in recent days that Kevin Durant and Nets president Joe Tsai had a meeting. And the result was an ultimatum from Kevin Durant. Durant wants out if head coach Steve Nash and GM Sean Mark stays. Now, Ian Begley of SNY has reported that Durant's preferred destinations are the Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers. But there's a small caveat to this. He wants to play with Marcus Smart, who was rumored in trade talks with Brooklyn and has been a coveted player when it comes to him winning Defensive Player of the Year. Now, I, I want to talk about the Jalen Brown perspective first because this is important. So, if you guys don't follow Keith Smith of Spock Track, I don't know what's wrong with you. He's a great follow. He, he brought a, a great point up in his latest article today. And as it currently stands, as it currently stands with Jalen Brown, he's going to be doing 2024-2025 Thirty-six million dollars, uh, $37 million. If he was to sign a contract, it'd be $37 million the first year. And then it would be right around $40 million his second year of the contract. And then third year, it would be around $43 uh, million. And then in his final year of that contract, it'd be around 46 give or take. There's uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars left in the mix. Um, so that's four years. Four years for one sixty-five, one sixty-eight. If you're counting at home, one hundred sixty-five million dollars and one hundred sixty-eight thousand. So he can earn just that. But what is important is the next step here. So Keith Smith goes on to say, designated veteran extension. I'm paraphrasing here, but you win the MVP in two thousand twenty-three, two thousand twenty-four. You win defensive player of the year in 2023-24. You're named All NBA in 2023-24. That's the maximum tier. And he is going to be due a whole lot of money if he hits that. So the first year of that contract would be around $50 million. 2025, 2026 season would be around 54. Uh, 2026 season would be 58. 2027 would be 62 million and then 2028 would be around 66 million. And that is totaling up roughly to close to $300 million. $290 million um you know speaking. So that's 35% of the $143 million projected cap uh for 2024-2025 with 8% raises on uh subsequent seasons. That's a huge huge get if he can get that. I continue to try to put this in perspective because everybody's talking about, oh, Jalen Brown cares about his brand. Jalen Brown cares about this and that, right? At the end of the day, he did sign with Don Sports, which is Kanye West's group. I get it. That agency, it's all about marketing, all about finding your brand, all about making the most money you could possibly think of. Just look at Yeezys, for example. Those things are lucrative. And so Kanye tries to put his clients in the best position to succeed. Now, Jalen Brown is not an outspoken person. He doesn't really show up in the media. He doesn't really need to. At the end of the day, he's him as an individual. And he's very, very, very intelligent when it comes to that. The biggest issue that I face. So the biggest part of this contract talk this negotiation, one, he's still under contract. And two, he still has the ability to make a lot of money with the Boston Celtics because of bird rights. What's going to make this very, very concerning for a lot of Boston Celtics fans is his ceiling. If he was to make all these accolades happen, for example, win MVP, win defensive player, named All NBA. He's in the shadow of Jason Tatum. That's the concern, if anything, that you should have with the Boston Celtics currently constituted. He's going to have another max contract down the line. And if he's just riding in the shadow of Jason Tatum, which most certainly Jason Tatum's 1A and Jalen Brown's 1B, at the end of the day, does Jason Tatum, you know, Get those accolades. And the answer to that is yes. Where Jalen Brown, you don't really know because you don't really see it a lot where two guys make all NBA a part of the same team. I mean, maybe you're talking Clay Thompson and Steph Curry back in, you know, um, mid 2010s. Like maybe you can say that, but I can't say with confidence. I don't remember that ever happening, teammates on the same team making an all NBA team. And, and, and so that's the concerning part if you are a Boston Celtics fan. Now, the other concerning part is the fact that the Boston Celtics, as an organization, put themselves in a great, great opportunity to succeed this upcoming season. They went out and got a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. They went out and got a guy like Danilo Gallinari. And they're setting themselves up. To have a perfect championship puzzle. You know, you, you got a, a defensive guard like Marcus Smart and you got two pillars, as as we always say. And, you know, the narrative with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't play together. You can squash that. Of course they can play together. It's just a matter of developing, you know, in, in a, a very uh, consistent way. That's the issue is turnovers. You know, unforced errors, you know, loss of translation throughout the series and in the, in the championship uh, series against the Golden State Warriors. You, you saw it. They just got lost out there. And, uh, I mean, Jalen had a great series. Don't get me wrong, but he still turned over the ball. So you can say, oh, he scored like, you know, 28, 30 points a game down the stretch. Go ahead, say that, but also look at his turnovers. Every single player in the Boston Celtics really did not show, you know, when it came to late in that series they had the Golden State Warriors on the ropes, on the ropes. They let it fall through at home. It happens, and it happens to the best of them. And and it's uh, if anything, it's a learning curve, a, a talking point for these young guys. You know, to get back in groove and feel energetic about having a chance to win another title. This is how you do it. And, and kudos to Brad Stevens and the Celtics organization. They've done exactly what they should and that's go out and get pieces around these guys in order to succeed and and the best part is I've been saying this since day one I love Malcolm Brogdon I thought he was going to be a great fit I tweeted it out probably a year ago I thought he was going to be a guy that they should look at because he is the Drew Holiday of the Milwaukee Bucks he hands down is he puts you in an opportunity to win a title win a title with these guys now Obviously, you know, during his time with Milwaukee, he got drafted there. He he was developing and then, you know, he gained kind of a um a charisma slash overconfident a little bit and then got to Indiana and he was super confident because he was the only guy on the team and they said character issues. He tries to, you know, uh get coaches out of the locker room, get coaches out of, you know, out of the organization, I should say. And it do- it just doesn't make sense because when you look at a guy You know, at 29, 30 years old, he could bring a lot to the table, especially to a championship team. So I squash all that because at the end of the day, when you're 29, 30 and you're playing for, you know, a crap organization like the Indiana Pacers, at the end of the day, they're just not building right. You can see the frustration building, and he wants, you know, coaches that he can relate with. And Ime Yudoka is a perfect guy for him to relate with. Now, he also has a connection with Jalen Brown. Um, During the protests, him and Jalen Brown, you know, drove. Uh, he was he was actually in Atlanta. Uh, JB drove down from at uh, Boston to Atlanta, and they met up and they you know did their protests in in a great way. And um, at the end of the day, they became closer, and that that's what you kind of want to see, right? And, and Jason Tatum, he's going to come along with these guys as well. He's very you know easy to like as far as you know knowing his role in the team. He is the guy. He is the guy in the team that's going to most certainly lead by example, and. I just look at it and if we're talking about another acquisition like Kevin Durant, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, the people saying that K D would be a great fit in Boston. I, I don't see it. The re- and it's not Jalen Brown. I love Jalen Brown. I want I, I think he's a perfect fit for Jason Tatum as we saw it this season. You're just adding pieces around him, which is great. Um I just I can't get over the fact that Kevin Durant went to Golden State to win a title, and then he was in the perfect position to re-sign, and then he goes to the Brooklyn Nets, and then he does have input, whether you like it or not. He has input on the coaches, hands down. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant had input in who they wanted as a coach, and Sean Marks was already there. So it was a great fit at the time, but now you're looking at it, and you're questioning yourself, you know, do I really want to belong with the Brooklyn Nets? Do I really want to be a part of this, you know, I guess, questionable franchise in his mind? And I I don't live behind the scenes. I don't know what happens there. But you can ultimately see that there's definitely foundational issues, whether that's, you know, dealing with a guy like Kyrie Irving and, you know, having a very cancerous uh, demeanor in that locker room. That's just what he's done throughout his career. You can call it what it is. There's just that not middle ground with KD that you can't emphasize and find out why he can't put a team in uh, NBA contention. Now he did it with Golden State Warriors, right? But we can actually refer to this year that they were fine without Kevin Durant. Can we all agree? So I think if you're looking at KD as the missing piece of the Celtics, I think you're enhancing the Celtics by a little bit. And I also think again. Going back to it, Jalen Brown is not my biggest issue. Would I want to mortgage the future for, you know, for KD for three or four years? No, absolutely not. But it's not because of getting rid of Jalen Brown. It now becomes, Jason Tatum becomes the Robin to Durant's Batman. That's how it's going to look. And I don't think that will, you know, fit well with what Jason Tatum's trying to succeed in Boston. And then come the next contract talks, you know, when he's due for an next contract, I don't know how much he'll he'll think about it and look back and say, Well, you guys treated K you know, treated K D like he was the king of, of Boston. Really in retrospect, it, it should be Jason Tatum. And, and so I just look at the chemistry purpose, like why would you wanna ruin that chemistry between Jalen Brown and uh and Jason Tatum? You know, I think Mark is smart he's such a an average player and he is one hell of a a defensive player hands down one of the best we've seen in this era of basketball but when it comes to him actually consistently bringing a scoring punch or like you know bringing a presence offensively and trying to facilitate the basketball it's tough to see because again you know, we're doing one-on-one basketball and sometimes that is lead by example with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Sometimes that happens. But what we need to see from Marcus Smart moving forward is learning from Malcolm Brogdon, become a 50-40-90 guy that's efficient from the field, taking less field goals and dishing the ball out, you know, six or seven times a game. I don't see that's why that's, that's a bad thing. And I think Jason Tatum is right there on assist numbers. I think he had around six assists, you know, this season. So he, his numbers went up. Jalen Brown needs to facilitate more, get in, get people involved, his his teammates involved. But right now, currently constituted going, uh, you know, going back to the NBA Finals, scoring was their issue. It was legitimately their issue. And I don't care what anybody says, there's not a person in the NBA that could have stopped Steph Curry and the NBA finals. You could have double teamed him, you could have triple teamed him, you could have easily put four guys on him, and he was finding a way to make plays happen, whether that's scoring, you know, deep, you know, from the logo or even getting into the paint, like I there was like a pick and roll, pick and pop type of situation with Draymond Green, and then Draymond found a way to get to the hoop, or he could shoot, or he found a way, you know, making making things happen. He was a playmaker in that in that series, you know, and, and um, Clay Thompson came along as well. So Kevin Durant has the ability to become a championship caliber type of player, that missing piece, but I just don't see it with the Boston Celtics. I just don't and the biggest narrative out there is Jalen Brown's he's a flight risk right I don't see it I think he can make the most money currently currently in his contract with the Boston Celtics because of his burn rights it, it just doesn't make sense for the Boston Celtics to go out and give away a guy like Jalen Brown at his caliber at his age and what he did in the NBA Finals He's like the silent assassin. He really is. Like he's just really quiet about going his business. He finds a way to make things work. There are points and times if you look back into the NBA finals and you're scratching your head or you're throwing the your hat at the TV or remote at the TV and you're saying, "On Jalen Brown, pick your head up. This isn't CYO recreational, you know, JV basketball, where you put your head down and try to do everything on your own and then turn over the ball. And if there is any any improvement Malcolm Brogdon can give these guys is stop trying to pass the ball on the jump. That's an automatic turnover. That's basketball one-on-one. Skip passes and trying to pass the ball while you're in the air is absolutely the worst thing you could possibly do unless you're very, very, very skillful and, you know, finding a way like Raja Rondo behind the back type of thing or, you know, faking out the defense. But if you're straight up just going baseline and jumping in the air and trying to find somebody cutting the hoop, it's not going to happen. There's too much help. These, these teams are very smart defensively. So I just want to say if there's any development that the, the Celtics, the young core needs to learn from, I shouldn't say young core anymore because they have a lot of experience now. Um, they need to develop a... You know, clean mindset and not let the the you know the worst thing, the the least worst things get to them. Like if there's a foul call or non foul call, just go back on defense. It's on to the next play. It has to be on to the next play. And they let they got soft. They got soft later on that series, but nonetheless, passes the pass. They can only move on. They can only improve. And I, I think the Boston Celtics are in a great place. But again. I would not mortgage the future. I would not give up Jalen Brown um, only because I believe in his talent. But not only that, I just don't want um, you know Jason Tatum to feel like he's second fiddle to uh, Kevin Durant.